Welcome to Blind Guy Talks Tech, your daily accessible tech podcast. This is episode 35 for the 28th of February 2022. And this show is entitled Specialist versus Mainstream Tech. Is the debate still relevant in 2022? Welcome to Blind Guy Talks Tech with your host, that blind guy himself, it's Stephen Scott. Oh, hello. Welcome to another one. Sean Priest, the other blind guy, is with me. Hey, Sean, how are you? I'm good, Stephen. We are sounding cool today. New music. I like it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's all very exciting. I have some big news about Blind Guy Talks Tech coming up today. Hang on. Hang on. Sh- shouldn't I know this big news that's coming up today? Oh, I did send you an email, but then I don't expect oh, you to well. read any of it. Oh, forget it, emails. You might as well just throw it straight in the bin. Okay, yeah, cool. I know. I would have texted you, but I didn't want to use up all my minutes. <laughs> well, I'm intrigued. Or my data. Minutes? Texts? That doesn't make sense. It's been so long since I've counted. <laughs> Everything's unlimited these days. You know what's this? Every single thing when it comes to it is unlimited. Uh, yeah, some big news coming up about the show, so I stick around for that. Also, um, I've got to tell you, Sean, you know what? I am being fueled by Tassimo's Morning Cafe today. It's not an advert, mm. it's a fact. <laughs> we're being sponsored. <laughs> I wish we were. I feel like I'm being sponsored. I tell you, if they did send this stuff, it would not be a bad idea. Please send me some. In fact, you know, funny enough, it's so weird how it does this, right? But my Amazon Echo yesterday says to me, uh, hey, I think you're running out of coffee. And I'm like, I am. Uh, do, would you like to order some more? Yes, I would. So there it is, added it to the basket. How does it know? You know, it's it's amazing. Skynet can't come soon enough for me. I love it. It's already here when you think about it. Exactly. With coffee. Yeah, exactly, with with coffee. (laughs) So why are you being fueled by coffee? I can guess because I did receive a text at (laughs) 5 a.m. this morning. Well, I had to say I was up a lot earlier than that. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So I did that classic thing, right? (laughs) That thing you do where you, you go to bed... Uh, in the evening because, you know, I'd had a bit of a bad day yesterday with headaches and such like, so I thought, right, I'm going to just take a bit of a rest. And I wouldn't normally do that. I would normally just be like, no, no, I'll fight through it and I'll get mm. through to night time. You're a hero. I am. In my own head, I am a hero. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I didn't make it to night time, obviously, so I got, got to bed, had a little sleep, and uh, woke up at 11 p.m. Oh, no. There's nothing worse when you wake up and you check the time and it's before midnight and you think that's it. And that was That's me. my night ruined. I was up the whole night. That was me. I got up and, you know, I, I basically started staring at a wall for the best part of, you know, four hours. And then, you know, the rest of it, catching up on a couple of podcasts, some are terrifying podcasts. Um, and yeah, I mean, was, I, I just started sort of randomly going through stuff and yeah, never do that. Never do it. Um, so yeah, I'm running on coffee today, but you know what? We'll get there. We will get there. I've You're sounding got, good. Don't thank worry you, about it. Thank you. I've got leftover bourbon biscuits, bourbon creams with me as well. The best biscuit to have with coffee and tea. I thought you were going to say just bourbon there. Got a bottle left. Good. <laughs> just pour, okay. some in the, pour some in the coffee, <laughs> would you? Yeah. Is that Irish coffee? Yeah, I'll have one of those. Yes. Uh, also, thanks to Tim Dixon on Twitter for uh, keeping me um, busy through the night. Um, I should clarify this. Please uh, do. So... T- <laughs> Tim sends out a tweet late last night. He says, uh, hey, Stephen, you might uh, have spotted this, but uh, Amazon are selling the Bose Alto frames, the one you used to have. Um, They're down from £130, I think maybe £150 at one point, but they're always on a deal. Uh, £130 was the lowest I certainly saw them. Uh, Down to £83 on Amazon today. 
Yes, I saw that tweet and even I looked and I thought, wow, that's, I mean, that's a saving, right? Are you kidding? So um, I'm now £83 less, thanks to Tim Dixon. <laughs> thanks, Tim. Well done, Tim. Uh, it's the ML version. And the funny thing is, when I went into the app, it said you purchased these on, I can't remember the date, but it said 2019. So it was exactly the same ones I'd bought pre- previously, back in oh. 2019. And I remember buying them for going away to Canada at the time. And I thought, oh, this will be cool. I'll take my Bose frames and off we go. And uh, I forgot to take them um, in the end. Oh, I had to good. buy a pair of and sunglasses at the airport. Complete waste of time. Have you used them since, though? Oh, yeah, I used them all the time. Well, you know, I used to talk about my Bose frames. I loved my Bose frames. The pro- In fact, so much so, when the leg slash arm, big arm. debate on Twitter. Um, <laughs> hashtag leg or arm. Hashtag leg or arm. I'd love to see what people think that hashtag means when they see that. Um, but, yeah, when that, when that actually happened... Um, you know, because that's what happened. The arm fell off. That was it. I was distraught. And that's why I had to buy these Anchor Soundcore frames. Yes. Had to. You know, it's the... Had to. Of course. <clears throat> that's, for, um, that's for anyone listening who may be connected yes. to me by family. Um, Hello, Mrs. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> had to buy them. Uh, Anchor Soundcore frames, which are really nice, but... And I will say much better build quality than the Bose. However, sound quality, not so good. Bose knocks it out of the park. <sighs> Ooh, okay. Well, now, it's interesting you say that. Sancor has come in at over £100, I believe. 150 at the moment. 150 So, yeah, these bows, yeah, definitely. I'd go with the bows because they're all pretty much the same, let's be honest. Okay, the build quality is better on the anchors, but uh, if the audio quality is not great and you can't hear them when you're out and about, what's the point? Well, that was a problem. I was, I was calling a, ta- or a taxi driver called me to ask where I was when I was standing outside a cafe. You know that? classic you know they can't find you so he calls me and he could not hear a word i was saying and i'm screaming actually do you know i I tell you he actually heard me because he drove past and i was yelling (laughs) he thought you were a madman there is there is the guy who's yelling at me or I, i can't hear him on the phone but i can hear him screaming in the street i mean how bad is that your your product has to not be great for you to be heard in the street first rather than through the device that's supposed to be used as the communication device. Ridiculous. Well, let's be fair. Maybe a firmware update could tweak that a little bit, but um, yeah, okay. But yeah, these are a good price for the bows. Oh yeah, 83 quid. So Gordon Anthony got in touch on Twitter as well. He said, I've already bought two pairs. Thanks, Tim. Uh, so yeah, Tim is uh, Tim's doing well. Uh, hope he's Tim's on commission, kickback. obviously. Yeah, yeah. he's going to kick back from bows on that one. <laughs> Um, so it's a big day today. Uh, Mobile World Congress starts today in Barcelona and runs until March 3rd. It's back in person event again, which is kind of cool. That was the event I was due to go to in Barcelona in 2020. Um, and I had to cancel it. I had to, the flights were booked. Everything was ready to go. And we could have gone. But at that point, it was the should we or shouldn't we situation. And we said, nah, I value my life. Yeah. And I think we made the right decision. I mean, after bringing coronavirus into the UK from CES uh, 2020, as I did, I believe. Yes, um, patient zero. You yep. can thank me later. Um, that was, uh, yeah, that was not ideal. So <laughs> it was, I mean, they did actually say that CES in that year was a super spreader event because people were from all over the world at that event. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, any big gathering like that, right? Yeah. Just but don't matter now, it's all over with. Don't worry about it. It's all fine, exactly. Yeah, everything's fine. Celebrate good times or not. Um, yeah. Someone's hallucinating. Get some yeah, sleep. I know, it's too much, too much, uh, well, too much caffeine mixed with not enough sleep. I'm going to be seeing things in a minute. Um, 
which would be nice, actually, when you think about it. Uh, also, some stories we're going to put up on um, Twitter today. We're going to get a couple of stories up on Twitter. Uh, we're going to put up this news about iOS 15.4. The beta releases out. There's a couple of uh, cool new features in there. The one thing that's going to interest us, well, two, actually, the new Siri voice, which we talked about on Weekend Edition. Um, but there's also another accessibility feature being found in there called background sounds. That's new, I think. Um, well, no, background sounds is already available. Is there new ones in there? Is that well, where it plays new. like white noise and music, uh, ocean noises? Yeah, I quite like that. I actually find that better. I don't like putting music on when I'm working away because when you've got a screen reader, I, I just get distracted. I'm so easily distracted, as you know. Yes. Anything can throw me off. So... Unless someone falls in the ocean that happens to be playing, then I shouldn't get distracted, right? Yes, absolutely. As long as it's not like halfway along the sound of the beautiful ocean waves, suddenly someone <laughs> drops in. Da 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 da. <laughs> yeah, that's not very relaxing. No, yes. no, that doesn't work out so well. Uh, so we're going to put that up on Twitter today for you to enjoy, and also check out the Twitter feed at Blind Guy Tech. Uh, because a really interesting topic, I, I, I'm looking forward to getting into this in Weekend Edition. Uh, Apple are apparently patenting a new type of computer device with keyboard attached, i.e. built in to a keyboard. This is like, for blind people, the perfect solution ever. Yeah. Imagine a Mac Mini inside a keyboard. Oh, this, this just sounds so cool to me. I think this has come up on another show. Someone was looking for something like this. It sounds amazing. I don't know why it hasn't happened before now. Neither do I. Neither do I. But uh, this is the first time. Well, I, I say the first time. I think, I can't remember. Is it Raspberry Pi? There's a couple of versions of that kicking around, which people have built into keyboards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, not I, for not Windows, for... not for Mac. So exactly that's, right. That's never yeah. happened. And basically what Apple are doing here is they're reinventing the Atari ST. Um, that is, <gasps> oh, takes that you back, takes doesn't it? Back. Amiga oh. 500, Atari ST. I used to go to a computer club and it was like Android Apple fanboys all over again. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> oh, it's just so cool, isn't it? I mean, you know, to think the power that was inside that thing was so bad. Um, but yeah, the good thing <laughs> is with, with the Mac Mini, potentially, I mean, this is the thing, right? The technology that Apple is creating with silicon is so small that it could fit into a device that size. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, system, system on, on a chip. chip. Oh, yeah. that was that was beautiful. That was instead. You think we had planned that? <laughs> that was gorgeous. Um, yeah. So there you go. And anyway, we'll put those up on Twitter for you at Blind Guy Tech. Do keep your comments coming. Hello at blindguytalkstech.com. Call us on 0204 571 3354 and uh, leave us your voicemail. Coming up, we're going to be talking about specialist versus mainstream technology. We've got Stephen Campbell joining us from RNIB's Technology for Life team. He's the newest member of the team, Sean, so we'll treat him very, very, uh, very typically of someone who's just started a job. We'll ask him to go for a glass hammer and some tartan paint. Uh, that's the appropriate way to deal <laughs> with any Total respect to Stephen. He'll come back, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, they always do. They always do. Uh, but before we get to Stephen, some big show news for you. Yes, I did promise. I feel like we need a drum roll here. Uh, yes, let's, uh, let's tell you some big news because the show has uh, been a huge success, so much so, and this is thanks to you, dear listener, that we've decided to go not five days, not six days, but seven days a week, hey! starting today. So we are going to be on uh, your podcast seven days a week. For those of you who are thinking, 
Thanks for that, Stephen. That's my week gone, and uh, that's most of a day for me gone. Then uh, again, you can thank me later. Uh, but yeah, we decided to do it because we, we were having so much fun doing this. So here's what's going to happen. Five days in the week, the regular weekday episodes, we're going to be getting together, giving you a bit of a heads up on what's happening that day. Uh, you'll also notice we've started dating our episodes as well, so you can follow them in sequence. And uh, also on top of that, uh, we will be, uh, again, focusing on one particular topic per day. Lots of really interesting conversations coming up this week. Uh, we'll give you more details on that, of course, through the week as we go and on our Twitter feed at BlindGuyTech. Uh, and then on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday, you don't just get one helping of the weekend edition now. You get two helpings of <gasps> the weekend edition. It is mm. nothing. Why? You don't sound happy about this. What is wrong with you? Well, firstly, it's every day. Where's the day off? Oh, Where does that come in? Listen, you don't need a day off. Why? What else are you going to do? <laughs> Tell me what you're doing that's more um, important than this. One day I'm going to come up with an answer and then you'll be in trouble. Exactly. And until that day comes, until that day comes, <laughs> we're doing this seven days a week. So, yeah, check us out, blindguytalkstech.com. Uh, don't forget to subscribe as well. Ask your smart speaker to play Blind Guy Talks Tech on Apple Podcasts and uh, you can find us uh, whatever you are. Uh, thank you for making the show what it is, and uh, we'll be back in just a moment with Stephen Campbell from RNIB's Technology for Life team talking specialist versus accessible technology. Exercise. It doesn't have to mean Lycra or a fancy gym membership. All you need is 10 minutes and you because a regular brisk 10-minute walk is a great way to get more active. Whether that's walking to the shops or getting off the bus to stop early. Picking up the pace and getting your heart pumping can make a real difference to your health. So, to see how much brisk walking you're doing and how you can fit more into your day, download the free Active 10 app. Better health. Let's do this. This is Blind Guy Talks Tech. I am Stephen Scott. He is Sean Priest. A up. Hello. Oh, that was not what I was expecting. That was, in fact, pathetic. But thank you. Uh, okay, look, let's get our guest <laughs> That's why on. Why I'm today. here? Yeah, well, I knew, I, I knew there was a reason. Uh, look, let's get our guest on. He is Stephen Campbell. He works for RNIB's Technology for Life team. He's new to the team at RNIB. He's based in Belfast, and uh, he joins us now on the show. Great to have you here, Stephen. Uh, you just started at RNIB. How is the uh, jolly old place? Yeah, you can be honest um, here. I'm, I'm enjoying it, to be honest. Uh, working for the Technology for Life team is very interesting. Mm. All my background is in IT. I'm both professionally and by profession software developer. Turn it off, turn it uh, on again. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Good, the good old 90s user manual, Stephen. <laughs> Let's talk about specialist versus access tech. Sean, it's the tale as old as time, right? We have this conversation, but it keeps rearing its head. I see it appear on other shows and other podcasts talking about it. And you know me, never want to miss an opportunity. So nope. I thought, right, let's let's bring this up again. It's a really interesting one because we're at a really um, interesting time. And here's where I am with it. I'll put my stake in the ground on this oh, one. Good luck. <laughs> I think we're at a point where accessible technology, mainstream technology is really how we should put it, not specialist versus access. I think I said that at the start, which didn't make any sense. Specialist versus mainstream tech is what we're talking about. Um, you know, I think mainstream technology is at a point where for most people, 
And maybe we'll exclude employment for a second here. I think for most people, leisure-wise, having fun, socialising, you know, just, you know, getting on with the daily chores of life, uh, you know, a, a smartphone, a tablet or a computer will get you through and do a lot of the tasks that you need to do. And that includes, for example, reading mail. That includes, um, you know, knowing if two socks match or the tie you want to wear isn't covered in soup or whatever it is. It <laughs> probably is breaking news. Yes, vinyl um, but, you know, all that, that kind of stuff, I think, is, is pretty much under the mainstream banner now. I don't think you need much specialist tech to do that. And I know there are lots of specialist options out there. We talk about them here on the podcast. But I think when it comes to specialist, for me, what I think stands tall is Braille. Because Braille is ultimately, and will be for a long time, something that's specialist. And it kind of has to be, right? Because you, I, I can't imagine a time, at least in the near future, where we're going to have some kind of mainstream technology that enables the use or the ability to read Braille. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. I do agree with you, Stephen. I think that Braille is always going to be specialist. Like when I was actually at RNC back in the early 2000s, and I was when I was 17 at the time, I was thinking this is when screen readers were coming really into their element, you know, Supernova, Zoom Text, uh, you know, all those types of access tech, really. And I was thinking, this is going to be the end of Braille. And no, it's not. Fast forward to 2021. You've now got devices like Orbit at 450. Um, you've even got the Hable One, which is a Braille device, which is still input only, though. Um, for the iPhone, for example, an iPad, and you can use it up to your laptop. They're all devices now, I think, that are, you know, it's just made it a lot more accessible for people to use. and. It allows them to read books. It allows them, you know, to access stuff that they would only use through a screen reader. And for a lot of people, that's not for them. And you know, it's it's nice to have those options out there, especially at a low cost. That's the thing, though, isn't it? That's the critical thing. Because absolutely right, we we need these options out there because there's other disabilities there's other than blindness. I know, amazing, but there is. And sometimes, you know, it is specialist equipment that that is essential. But for me, it's the cost. And I know we go through this argument of it's a very niche market, it's a very small market, there's not a big audience for this stuff. But because of the price point of this specialist tech, I think that makes it inaccessible for the majority of disabled people. And that has to be addressed. It's not everyone that's got access to work or, uh, I mean, we all know all the the massive cuts that have gone on in various government departments. It's really difficult to get hold of this stuff now. Unless it's a white cane or a level liquid indicator, you, you, you've got barely any chance of getting a, a, a Braille display unless it's for employment. And I think that's a, a, that's a real issue. Bit of a gulf yeah. of difference between a liquid level indicator, the right way of saying it, and... No. Uh, Braille. I mean, I think, that, <laughs> I think there's quite a gulf between the two, but I take yeah, your point. Yeah, slight a bit of a difference there. Yeah, but it's the price. The price. <laughs> it is, yeah. You can, it is the they, price. they will only give you the cheapest option. Yep. There is no chance. Well, I'm not going to say no chance. It is incredibly difficult to get someone to uh, uh, give you a Braille uh, display. The question yeah. is, how relevant is all of that specialist tech today? in comparison to what's out there with mainstream, with the exception of Braille, I would say. But I'm thinking about Victor Reader streams, desktop magnifiers, um, 
Okay, Plex, talking Blaze ET, if you want me to be balanced. Uh, you know, all, all these specialist <laughs> technologies that are out there, right, that are, that are under the banner of specialist. These are not products that are available in Curry's or PC world, right? So what what relevance do these have when my iPhone can do all the same things at a fraction of the price? Yeah, it's 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 really a hard one to pull out. You can, You just... It's really hard to justify it, Stephen, to be honest. Uh, especially, like, say, for example, you were talking about the Tracker Breeze there. You can use your iPhone to do that. But a lot of people want a single device to do that. And a lot of it, it's cost is always to come into it. Like, for example, before I started the RNAB at the health service, I was looking into buying a Braille display for myself, a Demantis Q40. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 2700 Yeah. And... So it puts a lot of people out. Now, as tech comes along and gets better, you'll be able to get devices like the Hable One, for example. Grant you, it doesn't actually have the display. It's only input only. It's still, it's a nice foot forward. Currently, was it only 4% of the blind population read Braille? I think that could easily increase. I'm even looking to do Braille myself. I haven't done it since about since I was a teenager, um, and I was terrible at it, <laughs> uh, <laughs> to be honest. But, you know, lockdown want, just made me want to renew the, the or I should say, lack there of skills. But it, it real, unfortunately, you can't take cost out of it, and it's trying to sort of impress on companies. Look, those companies who have already created these little devices, these are working well, they're popular, and I think... With lockdown, a lot of people with sight loss who did Braille or who, um, in friends who did Braille, they've started now to pick it up. And hopefully if the numbers increase, then that means more money uh, will go into these companies and they'll go, huh, we can do more new products and uh, a lower budget now and get more customers. I think we all thought that the Orbit Reader would start a process towards lower cost Braille devices. Yes. What we got instead was one Braille device at lower cost. Um, I mean, there are others out there, don't get me wrong. It's not the only one that's that's low cost. And, you know, I still think, what was it 600 quid, 700 quid now for the Orbit Reader 20? At last check, um, that's still a considerable cost. Yeah, you know, it's more expensive than an so. iPhone SE, which is wild when you think about it, you know. But but equally, granted, it is a mechanical device. It does require a huge amount of investment as has has gone into it. And, you know, these things will always be more expensive with there being less of them being shipped. I mean, if we were selling Braille displays like these old iPhones, then they would cost 100 quid. It's interesting because when we started this conversation, I said, let's park Braille to the side. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, essentially, it's very difficult to argue with Braille because it is what it is. And it is always going to be in that... That, I mean, it was interesting. We did that conversation recently with Dave Williams talking about that, the, the Braillist Foundation and the beginner's course that they're doing. And Dave said that it was really interesting to hear him talk about it. And you should go back and listen to it uh, because he, he talks about the fact that there are a very low number of people out there who are blind or partially sighted who would want to learn Braille. And then of those, there's a very small number who will go on and learn Braille. So it's always going to be a small market to some degree. Now, hopefully that will change. And I think education is a big part of this. If more children at school learned it, we stopped dividing blind and partially sighted kids at school up and saying blind people learn it and partially sighted kids don't. I think that's a mistake. And I think that's something that needs to be rectified in school. The QTVIs need to actually teach 
Braille to all children who are partially sighted or blind because, quite frankly, they may need it. I mean, there's even conversations happening now because of uh, people like uh, Rosaling Ellis, who was uh, who won Strictly Come Dancing last year, um, how she has inspired schools to consider teaching BSL, British Sign Language, in schools to everybody, not just to yeah. deaf kids, obviously, right? So you think, well, hang on a minute. I'm not suggesting we teach Braille to all children, but can we just teach it to the I ones am. who might use it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anyone who, who says, you know what? Um, I, I don't care about Braille. I, I, everyone I talk to sort of says, I wish I did learn it, but I yeah. haven't. And look, I can get by without it. I've got screen readers, everything's audio, everything's speaking, fine. But everyone says, I wish I did learn Braille, who hasn't learned it already. So it, it is important. And I think, again, is it a case that these cheaper, long-promised cheaper Braille displays uh, just took too long? I mean, mm -hmm. I've spoken to my local authority and said, you know, I'm interested in learning Braille. And they said, we got no call for it. We got no resources, That's Braille problem, resources yeah. available at all, because no one could afford a, a Braille display. Um, it, the Perkins were even expensive enough that a lot of people couldn't get a hold of one. So, I think the it's Perkins the machine, which by the way should belong in a museum, but is still absolutely here on my right. desk. Here on my desk right now. Listen, they can. There it is. We it's have doing to stop thing. doing that. It I triggers love that. me. Um, <laughs> takes you back, I don't blame it? you. It triggers me too. <laughs> but, but listen, look, let's let's get away from that for a second because the whole purpose yeah. here. And I, I do love these conversations yeah. because we start on one topic and then we drift off. It's very unlike us. Um, but I, I do think you know when it comes to Braille, fine. Okay, let's park that. So what about the other devices though? Because it's the other ones I'm thinking of. It's not the Braille displays. It's the Victor Reader streams, and I'm not picking a Victor Reader, but I know it's one of the most popular. So I guess I am picking on it. And that's interesting in itself that it is so popular uh, even today. So that may give us an indication of the, the answer to the question, which I think you've pretty much given us, Stephen, with the you know your suggestion that people just want a separate device. They don't necessarily want everything on one. And I get that. I still love my Victor Reader stream. I still use it every day near enough for different tasks and purposes what? because I know what do I do. you use it for well it's a note taker for me because as much as I love my I got these I got this little Olympus um, a thousand dictaphones in your house I know I'm obsessed with dictaphones but I've got this Olympus I actually got two here and I, I had to I have a, I have to swap the rechargeable battery that's in it between the two because I, <laughs> I can't get one to work so anyway I'm using this little Olympus uh, dictaphone recorder and I was out the other day and I decided to take it instead of the Victor Reader and it just didn't work for me at all because it was just, it, it, the, the file system's not great and it's obviously not built to be fully accessible. It's just a menu added onto an existing system, whereas the Victor Reader is built to do the task. So having that in my pocket is preferable to having my phone constantly on, although it's with me as well. You know, I, I still find, it's that quick access to information for me. That's what the specialist tech gives me that, you know, the, the iPhone doesn't. If I'm in a shop and I'm trying to quickly run through a shopping list, it's much easier for me to do that in audio and run through a list of my notes on my Victor Reader than it is to try and pull up the notes app and, and get focused on the right bit of the screen. Because as you know, the notes app on the iPhone is like uh, Bambi on ice. It's just a mess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Without the horrible <laughs> shooting. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But, you know, it's... Uh, not like you not to be a mess, Stephen. <laughs> he, knows, he knows me so well. It's terrifying. It really is terrifying. Well, when it comes to the other assistive technology, right? When we're talking Victor Reader Streams, and we'll see, is that the other one? Where, is it the Trekker Breeze? Where it's the well, it's, it used to be the Trekker Breeze. Now it's the Victor Reader Trek. Yeah, Victor, the, the, yeah that's updated. Yeah. It. 
And I, I agree with you. I hear lots of people, you know, when, when the new version came out and uh, it was on offer at Site Village or wherever, then people were going, yes, yes, I've got one for whatever it was, 100 quid or something. How dare you? And, I, did, uh, I did not pay 100 quid in the advertising <laughs> I give these people. <laughs> and they were, uh, they were really excited. And I, I get that. There's, there's whatever works for you, you know, and, and some people just can't get on with touchscreens. So the physical buttons aspect is really important. Yeah, yeah but hang on. That's not, that's not a, an either or, though, is it? I mean, for me, I go on fine with the touchscreen, but it's in the environment. You know, I remember we did it. Do you remember years ago, Sean, we did a feature on Tech Talk where it was all about using apps to navigate. And I think between the pair of us, we got nowhere. Um, How dare you? But I, I, I actually spent about, I remember, half an hour in a bus station trying to find the information about the bus that was due to leave. And by the time I found it, two buses had gone. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. I spent more time faffing around trying to figure out what this thing was trying to tell me and when the bus times were. And then, of course, by that point, the buses were gone. And that was a mainstream solution. Now, if I had, I'll be honest, if there was a, an app for the Victor Reader that did bus times, holy hell, I'd be the happiest guy in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, because, again, it's, it's built within our world. I think that's the point. And sometimes yeah. I say, as I'm getting older, I'll be honest, when I was younger, and if you listen back to my previous shows when I talked on Tech Talk about all this, I used to always be quite against a specialist tech. In fact, the whole point of Tech Talk when I started at RNIB was about, let's focus more on mainstream tech than specialist. But I've turned a little bit. Age has changed me, guys. And yeah. I think I'm getting older now. And I just, I like the safety and the security, oh, stop laughing, of specialist tech versus mainstream. That's, that's the truth for me. I'm, t I'm speaking my truth. Why is it when anybody else speaks the truth, they get a, an applause and a parade, and I get laughed right. at? I honestly think it's different strokes for different folks, to be honest, Stephen. And, like, you've got some people out there just prefer having a separate device. Like, sometimes I like having a separate device when I listen to an audiobook, for example. I Like, if I'm... Oh, yeah, me too. So, sometimes I like having... Like, I listen to audiobook on my Apple Watch. And what? Yeah. On wow. the Apple Watch. So, you know... The horrible speaker. Mainstream device. Well, Bluetooth speakers. Or Bluetooth headset. <laughs> no, no, no. I literally headset, just my AirPods. Yeah. Um, tra yeah, transfer it over, listen to an audiobook on it instead yeah, of sure. using it on my phone. Um, That's what I said, Stephen. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I meant other Stephen. <laughs> yeah. Scottish Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> That's you told, Stephen. That's me. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it to me, it really comes down to the actual scenario so say for example navigation um i went up to uh dairy where the rnab office that covers me would be and um, i forgot to change my um google maps from um from what was a public transport to uh pedestrian and so I started walking down the street and I was going, why is all this traffic going past me? I ended up walking down a bridge where there was no pedestrians meant wow. to be a guide dog. <laughs> We've all done it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think there is situations that having a separate device, even if not, even if it's not specifically well, access to, to, tech, to be fair, the only thing I would say there is I don't know if a Victoria Trek would have necessarily done much different. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's it. That's you know a good I mean? point. That's, but that's, that's more not the, the. That's not the device, is it? It's user. No, it's more. It's more <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's just Stephen. Get off the bridge, you know? Stephen! For goodness' sake, you're stopping the traffic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm just waiting for you to be on BBC News, going Stephen Scott caught walking down the motorway. 
Uh, <laughs> well, in fairness, it's just uh, that headline hasn't happened because no one's caught me yet. That's the point. You see? <laughs> it's, like, it's like when people, I always love when people come up to you at the bus stop and they go, how do you know what bus to stop? And I'm like, yeah, you haven't seen me stop three lorries already. That's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Or we'll Are you just try to flag them down. <laughs> Are you going to town? I am, yes. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'll get the next one. Um, but, but look, I, yeah. think, I, I don't think any of us are saying that, you know, oh, that we should get rid of all specialised tech now, right? Because everyone sees that there is a need out there for it. So you think the well, argument's what... less relevant today, perhaps, strangely? Yeah, well, I'm just not convinced. Yeah, I think we have just become so used to convenience you know uh, the, the days of carrying around a, a music player and a gps and whatever else the, i mean the smartphone has killed a lot of industries let's be honest yeah and the convenience of having one device one charger or one whatever to carry around with you it's just so much easier now there is a trade-off with that that you know you got to learn a new interface and some people may not like that and whatever but still having the options of video magnifiers out there uh, are great and we definitely need them there but I think the market will decide and I think it's a lot harder now to justify um, some of the prices and I keep going back to yes okay some of the prices but even more than that a video magnifier over a, a tablet you know Stephen <laughs> it's been brilliant having you on um, please come back on and do this again it would be a, a lot of fun um, just for those people who have been wondering about the maybe never heard of the Tech for Life team tuning in here for the first time or whatever it is, pressing the play button. I know it's the internet. Um, Come on, Grandad. You don't tune in to the. You don't tune in to the internet. When I walked in the room and said, "Where's the knob?" They all pointed to me. Um, <laughs> no comment there. Yeah. Um, so how how do people get in touch with the Tech for Life team at RNIB, um, and how do they talk to you, you lovely person? Okay. Well, we have several different ways, Stephen. You can call us in the UK on 03031239999 or you can call or you can email us at tfl at rnab.org.uk and both myself and my colleagues based all over the UK will be able to reply by either phone or email, whatever suits you yourselves. I know they only let you on if you you know, give that phone number and email a plug. So, you know, it only seems fair to do that. Um, otherwise, we have to delete the whole interview. And it seems such a waste. Um, no, listen, thank you so, so much for coming on, Stephen. It's been great having you here today. And Sean, whatever. Um, okay, well, look, uh, that's it from us. Uh, <laughs> we will be Seven back. days a week, i got to have this. Unbelievable. You love it. You love it. We will be back tomorrow and, in fact, every day for the rest of your lives until the internet cancels us. Honestly, the internet will have to be shut down in order to stop us uh, but let's not give them ideas. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode and of course your comments always welcome. Email hello at blindguytalkstech.com Call 0204 571 3354 Thank you to Tassimo Morning Cafe for getting me through the day. <laughs> it's not an advert guys, it's a fact. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Bye bye. Bye bye.